Oh my god, you guys are so drunk. <laughs> I'm not. Are you sure, buddy? You were like silent for the last 30 minutes. I was oh, like... We didn't even talk about Harper and Monty doing it. And it was so cute and so sweet. And I was so like, this is bullshit. It came out of nowhere last season. And then this season when they had their little like, are we dating talk? Like it was so cute. Made me feel things for like their their heterosexual love. Who are you right now? I'm drunk and I have feelings. You guys want to get this get this ball rolling? I guess. I mean, so we're just gonna see how it goes. I that, think this is gonna of, be kind of chaotic. I think I think that's pretty much the <laughs> mo for most of our recording. Allow me to so. take another sip from my extremely high alcohol beer and. Uh, <laughs> oh goodness! All right. So okay. hey everybody. Oh man, you guys stepped on my intro. Hey everybody, and welcome to May We Geek Again. We're a podcast discussing. The CW show, The 100. Um, I am Jennifer, and I am joined by my co-host, Joe and Shaheen. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey, guys. So um, if you're new to our podcast, Which you might welcome. be, probably. Yeah, you might be. Um, we hope to get a little bit of traction, get grow our audience a little bit this year. And I'm, I'm very excited because this is our first kind of in-season um, podcast episode that we're doing we have 17 other episodes believe it or not um between the uh during the hiatus where we uh covered some uh went back and rewatched seasons one through three discussed those discussed themes discussed Wait, so characters this, yeah, this is our, this is our listen to those this is what? our floating podcast i, I have a question like, for our we're 18 new now uh, welcome everybody. Uh, you can find us on social welcome, media uh, on Facebook and Twitter at um, May We Geek Again. Um, we also have some personal projects that we work on. Shaheen, what is yours? Uh, well, you can find me on Reddit uh, under Shahinks. That's uh, <laughs> that's S H A A H I N K, and I have a blog. Uh, I wrote about stuff that I think about social political stuff. Uh, that's under freefloatingperspective.wordpress.com, and I might start a YouTube channel. Let me know if you like that. What? What, what are you going to do on your YouTube channel? Just talk about stuff. So you're you know. making a video podcast without us, is what you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty I much. feel like he's he's branching out. He's this is he's it. Slowly this is the making rebellion. his exit. He's making sure that he's got like a backup plan. I'm just testing like, the waters. Just let me know, guys, if you like it. You know, if, you like if it's more. better than this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, and so. and um, I Jen, this is Jen. Uh, I have a. Uh, a blog where I write long form reviews of the hundred um, at declareshenanigans.com. So check those out. They're funny. Um, they, oh, oh my God. I, oh, I know. I know. Look, it's a whole new leaf. We're, <laughs> we're letting listeners feel like we actually like each other. I'm being nice to you today. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. So um, a few disclaimers. Um, we've got two Pete, two of the three of us are, 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 are drinking uh, right now. I am not. I am drinking some hot leaf juice uh, because I cannot drink alcohol at the moment due to some health issues. Um, but uh, Shaheen and Joe are drinking, so this is going to be a shit show about 
in 30 minutes from now. So, so mark your watches, everybody. Yep. Um, and I'd like, I'd also like to do some housekeeping. So <clears throat> if you're new to, to our podcast, we are an adult podcast, and we use an adult. We use adult language. So, if uh, you have issues with uh, uh, profanity or um, other kind mature of mature themes, mature themes, suggestive um, sexual situations, nipples per se, yep. then this might not be the podcast for you. Um, so, sorry about that, but that's just that's just who we are. That's very on brand for us. And then another thing that I'd like to mention is that that we don't always agree. Um, uh, dissenting and dis- dissenting opinions aren't necessarily Especially when wrong we're drunk. opinions. Yeah, oh, well, oh, yeah, it's gonna be Jesus some drunk Christ. yelling. Um, so I, you know, I just think it's important for people out there to to understand that that we love the show, but we don't always agree necessarily on some of the things that we see within the the show itself. Um, that doesn't mean we don't like one another. Uh, it just means that hey, AKA we have different. Jen doesn't agree with anyone. That's oh fair. God. She's deliberately contrary. Also, how far into your bottle are you, Shaheen? Because this is feeling a little spicy oh, already. Oh, man. This is getting dangerously close to that time when... Okay. Um, to be fair, <laughs> the, the reason we're, dr- we're drinking is because uh, there was one podcast, for our new listeners who don't know, there was one podcast a while ago that I happened to be drinking on for reasons that I'm not going to get into uh self-incrimination <laughs> for reasons that are not um, going to be self-incriminating yes so <laughs> and for some reason this uh this urban legend formed around this idea that <laughs> our podcast is better when i'm drunk and that has led to a few you know almost emergency room visits um on you know on sundays usually <laughs> So prepare but, uh, yourselves, listeners. We'll see. We'll see how this one goes. <laughs> uh, welcome to our podcast for new listeners, and welcome back to everyone. Drunk Shaheen is back. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I put, I put this on our listeners because our listeners want Drunk Shaheen. Um, so this is on you guys. Um, anything that happens to him, it's, it's all y'all's oh, fault. No. This is Let's not do- how it's going to be on YouTube, by the way. So. Oh no! All of a sudden, um, your potential subscribers nosedive. <laughs> yeah, so fuck that show. So let's do some quick personal introductions as to who we are as people and not just voices on the interwebs. So uh, my name is Jennifer, and I am a 44-year-old Houstonian, um, about to turn 45. Um, I'm very immature. I don't care about age as... Um, as kind of a limiter around the the things that you like and your tastes, I am a product marketing manager, and I do um, I do this this kind of stuff for fun and for some uh, to to have a good time thinking about things that aren't necessarily work or world related. What about you, Shaheen? What's your deal, man? Man, um, <laughs> I forget. We're like still in the introductions, and he's wasted. Don't even. Yeah. No, my name is Shaheen. I am a 30-some-year-old um, uh, student of philosophy. Um, and I, yeah, I do philosophy of science, um, specifically physics. Uh, that has nothing to do with anything. Um, it's just what I do. Uh, we um, talk about science and how science works. Um, or how it doesn't work. Um, and I'm going to be providing commentary on the hundred here. Um, so really Shaheen is that, is that, is 
not why you're here. Like, you're not no. just here for, like, weather forecasts or, like, to let me know what's on sale at the grocery store <laughs> this week. Yeah, no. Um, I'm from Tehran, Iran. The uh, I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, <laughs> so so you get it while you can, everybody, week. before we I live in it. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And, yeah, I, I study for my PhD here, so it's awesome. Yeah, so if uh, in future podcasts, if Shaheen is no longer with us, well, you can kind of guess what may have happened. Sorry, yeah. Shaheen. Um, and then, Joe, what's your deal? Uh, my deal is I am a, how fucking old am I? 33, I think? Yeah, 33. Yeah, I think so. Uh, oh my God. I live in Austin. Uh, I'm a web developer. I am the one of the diversity hires on this podcast, myself and Shaheen. Um, I am... <laughs> Both gay and Jewish, uh, and I guess I guess you know if it wasn't immediately clear, uh, also also female. Um, so I provide the much needed, um, you know, uh, uh, sarcastic Jew perspective. I guess is that is that an acceptable thing to say? <laughs> yeah. Um, so we- I can I can address the gay issues with uh, you know scathing authority, and um, yeah, I have I I have cats. I think that's really that you might hear me like yelling at or like spraying throughout the podcast if they get yeah. too surly trying to get into my office. I think that's about it. I don't think I have anything exciting to say. Yeah, so myself. we we probably have like uh, one of the most. You didn't say de- what your job is, did you? Uh, yeah, she's a web, web developer. Web developer. Yeah, oh, okay. you're probably so, pouring another glass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we are we are Zoning a pretty out. diverse podcast. Um, I, I provide the the white. Um, the straight white female perspective that is sorely needed in media and entertainment today because nobody ever listens to, to straight white people. No, um, no. And then we've got our, our person of color who might be deported soon because our country is going to hell in a handbasket. So let's let's start talking about the season premiere of season four. And um, the episode is called Echoes, and it was written by Jason Rothenberg. So we're... The, how we're going to talk about this is we, we basically kind of identify that the two main storylines for this episode, the, the, the stuff that's happening in Polis and then the stuff that's happening in Arcadia. And we're just going to kind of talk about the things that we want to talk about most. So we're not going to be really doing... Um, we're not a summary podcast. Yeah, it's not a summary podcast. We're not going to do a chronological discussion. So we'll be jumping back and forth here and there. So um, I just kind of wanted to give you guys um, a little bit of an uh, idea of how we're going to do this. So let me just kind of recap what happened in and uh, Polis really quick. So uh, uh, to, to jog everybody's memories, because I'm sure nobody can remember what they watched three on. days ago. Yeah, three days ago. So Sky Crew descend from the tower, only to find both a sanitation mess and themselves public enemy number one among the grounders. Clark uh, only lets a few people in on the reason Allie created the, Caesar, the City of Light and realizes that the only way out of the situation is to play nice with Rowan. Um, so Abby and Clark have to save him by removing the bullet, but not before Ninja Octavia does some ninjing, which was pretty fucking awesome. Editorial coming. Ninja. Uh, with nin- ninja. 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 Yeah. Ninja. Ninja. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so with Rowan alive, Clark makes a bargain with him to protect Sky Crew, uh, much to Echo's chagrin. And he recognizes Sky Crew as a 13th clan. And everybody is super happy about that and go for a beer and elsewhere in the world Egypt becomes a rather unappealing location for your destination wedding um so guys uh oh you oh, know wait, what guys wait. are we sure it was Egypt or could it have been like the South American pyramids 
Are you? What? Nah. No, Jesus Christ. I want to slap you right now, Joe. <laughs> well, that didn't take long. Let's take one of the most recognizable, <laughs> ge- like, uh, no, the, architectural the South things. American pyramids are uh, sort of blockier and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, that's not how they look. Oh, my God. Um, you know what? And I they're not, you- like, that close to each other. Yeah. So I, I want to rewind real quick. Um, before we dive into talking about the storyline and just get you guys overall impression of the season premiere. What'd you guys think? Um, I think so. So you and I have actually talked about, well, I think all of us have a little bit talked about this, um, but well, you and well, I, especially Jen, uh, dis- well, like, discuss- like, like it, like your like factor. And then we can get into a deeper discussion later. Well, I was going to say that I wasn't super jazzed going into the season, but... That's my thing. God damn it, Joe. You're stealing my thing. I'm not... We can both be not jazzed about things, Jen. Oh, my God. Um, Like, the hype train wasn't what it was last year for me, but this was a good episode. Like, it was just solid and everything, like, the... Like, everything... Not everything, but, you know, like, I would say that kind of big complaints that we had, if this is sort of uh, setting the bar for where the season is going to go and it maintains or, you know, gets better than this, then, like, it will be an amazing season. Um, exactly. Yeah. What about you, Shaheen? Um, yeah, I liked it, too. I think um, I told you guys uh, last time, I think I was pretty worried about how everything was going to unfold. Um, there were certain characters that I was very worried about, you know, Jaha and Clark and Octavia, uh, you know, grounders in general. I was, I didn't like, cause there was so, there were so many, um, different ways they could have gone with it. And there were so many, um, just really fucked up situations that could have gone <laughs> many different ways. Um, and I wasn't sure how that was going to play out, but I was happy with what I saw, uh, mm-hmm. how they tied up the loose ends, um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, so we'll get into that as we talk about the episode. But um, yeah, I, 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 I like what I what was said and what was done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was great. I, I, I agree with both of you. And I had I had kind of the, the, the fears that both of you had. Um, I, I, too, was not on the hype train like like last year. I was like refreshing reddit like obsessively like my molecules were my molecules and the cells in my body were vibrating um at a rate of like i don't know what they would vibrate at i'm not a fucking scientist but i was super hyped last year this year i was like i had overdosed on news and interviews and conversations about this show outside of this podcast um, where I was just like, you know what? I'm sick of it. It was like having pizza every day for a week. I love pizza. But after the the second day, I'm like, no more fucking pizza, right? So I don't know, I'm like five days. Like, yeah. If we're talking, well, if we're talking like sh- pizza fatigue, but okay. But I'm, I clearly just have a stronger constitution than you do. So, or just, um, just more of a stomach for mediocrity. But anyway, so I, I wasn't, I wasn't, like, I got work done the day of the premiere. I wasn't, I was, I'm unplugged. And then I watched the premiere and it got me back to where I needed to be. I got up for the show. The premiere, I think, was really, really solid. And I, and it, it hit on some of the things that Shaheen was talking about, like the loose ends and kind of all that stuff and, and allayed a lot of my concerns. So let's start talking about the episode and specifically the storyline in Polis. And I, I think. Well, can I just say. Uh, Real quick, uh, like speaking of loose ends, 
remember how at the end of season three we were like when we saw the finale we were like um oh man like no one died you know we thought it was like there was so all this speculation about like is there going to be mass suicide or how many people are going to die or is it going to be bigger than non weather and you know it's just we thought it was just pike we thought the only person who died was pike and then they open episode one season four and there's like mayhem in yeah. polis and there's like a bunch you- of people dead and and that and it all makes sense and i was just wondering like um so but they they were it was kind of implied a lot of it like some of them fell apparently right but some of yeah. them didn't like they, just, they made it also looked like some of them did like climb down some of them were hanging and yeah were climbing down but some of them apparently failed because bellamy was like this one didn't fall and then uh, some of them died on the cross i'm assuming yeah um i mean it takes days to die on the crowd uh, on the cross so like we Indra, that's, for example, that's some yeah. hand wavy science yeah, but um, it also, it's not like the medical facilities are really great to save people who are, like, halfway dead anyway. So, yeah, and then the, and then Lexa killed some. Um, yeah, if you die, it's, right, you die in the Matrix, one. you die in real life. Yeah, exactly. So we saw an example of that. And then some probably killed themselves because they didn't care about their material existence. Um, is there anything else I'm forgetting? Well, Any I other mean, reason people might have died? Um... I mean, I don't... Yeah, I how, think that's, that's probably it. How did that woman's baby die? Which baby? Like, the one... Like, wasn't she holding a baby when Jaha, like, yeah, tried to go help her? Yeah, she was holding a baby. Like, how did her baby die? Like, did she huh. chip her infant? What the fuck? <laughs> well... Like, and then, like, did did Lexa kill the infant in the City of Light? Like, did she, like, throw her baby <laughs> yeah. at Lexa in the City of die? Light? And, like... I, now I'm, we have our biggest mystery of the season so far. How that baby How did die? That, <laughs> How did that baby die? That's, yeah. Huh. Um, so let's let's start talking a little bit about um, about the 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 storyline and some of the things. I, I like my my general take um, with with this episode is that a lot of stuff happened, but it didn't feel like a lot of stuff happened. If that makes any sense, because a lot of the stuff and that's air quotes that happened was a lot of character works character work and hitting some character beats that I think um, made up for a lot of the criticisms of season three like all these little these these looks or these conversations or these lines thrown out here they're really filled in some of the the things that were missing in season three uh, particularly like how how Clark felt about Lexa um, um, how you know, it, just, just, it felt like a love letter. Like the the episode felt like a sort of like like almost like an apology to the fans uh-huh. of like, hey, we fucked up. Here's yeah. all of these moments that you wanted from last season. We're gonna put our put your characters that we that that you've wanted to have conversations that have needed to have conversations. And we're gonna put them in rooms and in situations where these types of things are gonna come out. Like. It, and it was it was it was great. Like that like that was Jason, what we wanted. I feel like Jason Rothenberg's at- attitude might be more like, um, you know, I this is all this is the story I wanted to tell all along. You guys got worked up for nothing here. If you want it, I I this is all I always meant. So 
Yeah, but if that's what you always meant, then you should have probably given it to us in season three then and not try to make season three the end all be all of everything happening all at once and all the characters are involved. Yeah, we didn't ask um, for that. and With some whipped cream on top of, of all <laughs> that shit and some sprinkles. I mean, it was like overstuffed with plot to the detriment of the characterization. I, I think that that's been a lo- I think everyone who has frustrations with season oh, three. Oh, you mean in that regard? Okay. Yeah, everyone well, who has frustrations. I was thinking about like Clark saying I love you or I I love Lexa. I think that's what Jason meant all along. And so and he always ma- makes it sound like no, I don't really respond to how people react as an artist. I'm I just tell the story that I want to tell. Whether you think that's arrogant or not, I think that's mm-hmm. his attitude. Hmm. Um no, I, I, it's very apparent that that is his attitude through through his um, through his his uh, interviews. It 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 yeah. comes off of as a bit incomplete or tone deaf when it, when it comes to how your art impacts the real world. Uh, and I know Joe and I have both expressed this this frustration. Um, I yeah, think. I mean it's a whole other rabbit hole that we don't want to get yeah, into. Yeah, we yeah we don't want yeah. to go into the controversy of season three because that's not yeah. what this this podcast is really so, about. It's anyway. it's it's a friendly discussion, a sober, friendly, rational discussion about sober? the show that we <laughs> sober. Um, but but so I hope I hope this sets the tone for season four, where we get back to these character moments. I think everybody really loves the show because of the characters and how they interact, and then the plot, which you know, sits on top of it and moves everybody forward. That has to make a lot of sense too. But I think it's, I think what we have now is kind of stripped down to we're going to have power struggles with, with, with Roan and the grounders. And then we're going to have the issue um, of the nuclear meltdown. And then there might be some power struggles within sky crew. That's yet to be seen. Um, there's certainly a power vacuum right now in the chancellor's position, but I think we're going to get something that is a lot more to the essence of this show and what people love about it than than we got in in necessarily got in season three. Um, yeah. So so what do you guys want to talk about as far as uh, some of your character stuff? I mean, like, um, what what were some of the the moments that impacted you most um, with some of the character interactions um, or their do choices? What? No. Okay. Um, so because I see this in in Shaheen's too, so maybe we can actually like also like kind of talk about it. Um, I, I will, I will say the, the platonic Balark, um, the, the Clark and Bellamy dynamic, uh, that, that scene where they're kind of standing out and deciding, you know, whether or not to tell people or whatever. Um, I really liked the return to Clark being head, head bitch in charge. And then, uh, Bellamy is sort of her like man of the people general, um, Uh because it, 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 it totally went back to. Clark compartmentalizes. She wants to like get shit done and move along. And Bellamy is is the one to remind her that hey, people, Clark, hey, people have feelings. Listen, you know, like let's just <laughs> let's just give them a moment. Um, and it was it was very. Um, I don't want to call it forced um, because it was necessary and it was good and it was very well done. Uh, but at the same time, it was it was a very like obvious thing that they did of like hey, look, they're they're back to where they should be. Um, and it was, you know, right from the get go in the episode. Um, so I thought that that was, that was great. Like Bellamy is good with people and Clark is good with plans. And like, let's, it was a moment where like both of the characters fell back into that, which again was something that was like super duper missing, um, you know, from them being separated last season and just, you know, mm-hmm. everything that went down. Um, what about you, Shaheen? I see it. I see like Clark and Bellamy is, is in your notes. 
Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that I always like about this show is how they uh, stage these conversations between two people who are, you know, uh, they're both um, at the high levels of, you know, leadership or authority. So they kind of make, they call the shots together and they disagree on how to proceed. And they just, you know, they have this conversation and they give different reasons and, you know, one of them wins. Um, and, you know, then it's the decision is left to, to the viewer to decide whether that was the right decision or not. Um, but different um, points of view and different considerations are raised. Um, and one of the things that it seems like is central to this conversation that, that Bellamy is worried about is if we tell people that they're going to die in six months, they're going to kill Clark, right? Is that the idea? I think I, I think thought they... about that. Because he was good, like, I can question. take a break from protecting you, saving your life. And he was like, let's not tell these people. You just took, took away their pain. Let's not tell them they're going to die in six months because then they're going to attack you or something. Because he was like, I'm saving your life. Um, I, I, read I, know, that, I, read, I read that more uh, as uh, telling people is going to create chaos and fracture everything. And the only way to find a way out of this situation is to work together, to have everybody, all the clans working together. It, or it means that you just can't have the distraction of people running around like chickens with their heads cut off because it's the end of the world as they know it. So I think it, it's more like, let's just contain the situation. And why because does he say I can take a break from saving your life? Uh, I don't recall that. Um, he says... Um, if they get out of there, I think. I, I, I just, I, and I watched the fucking episode again this morning, but uh, of course he says, I don't recall um, it. You just took away the... You just gave, that, gave back their pain. Let's not add to it by telling them they're going to die in six months. Mm-hmm. Um, Besides, I can take a break from saving your life. Yeah, I and think... And then Clark says, thank you for saving my life. So it sounds like he's saying, if you tell them, then it's going to be, you know, they're all going to attack you again and I have to save your life again. The, the of course, irony of that is that they do attack Clark again. And yeah, <laughs> that's the thing is like, then we find out, and this is the interesting part that I want to really pause on for a second. So... um they find out that the, the grounders are mad at Sky Crew for at least three reasons. For, yeah, for, for four reasons at least. I mean, one of them is just... <laughs> are you counting on your fingers? One of, yeah, one of them is, is just the, the, old, the old conflict and disputes and, you know, the, the, the Sky Crew massacring the, the grounder army and all of that stuff. That just, it's just chicken and egg. It's just, well, you started it. Well, no, you started it. And then there is the whole, um, they think that they blame the Sky Crew for bringing the chip. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they see Sky Crew as bringers of the key. Um, they kind of lump all of the Sky Crew together as people who brought the key. And so that's one reason they're mad at them. Uh, and then it, it, it seems like um, there are some, of, again, this is a question that I had, is are some of them mad at Clark for ending the City of Light or not? This is something that we were wondering, right? If some people are going to be mad at Clark yeah. because I, they want the City of Light. I don't think Grounders know that she's the one that did it. But well, it I sounded get... like some of them did. Like No, Echo they knew. knew. For some reason, they knew. How? Yeah. Echo knew. Um, 
And yet well, somehow that, that morning grounder, she was like, one hitter, you did this. So what is implied? What, what does she mean when she says you did this? Does she mean you brought the key? Because Clark didn't bring the key. Clark didn't uh, bring the key, or, but I think she, she gets mean... the blame as being one Hedda. And like there is death. And I, I'm guessing that where there is death and Sky Crew Clark is involved. shows up and there is like a it gets blamed bunch on Clark. of bodies. And it's just like, it's not an accident, dude. Everywhere you show up. <laughs> But no, um, but yeah, so like, okay, so they're just lumping all of them together. They're like, they're, these are all Sky Crew. She's they're the leader the ones of Sky brought... Crew. The buck stops with her. Okay. According yeah, to I mean... And then there's also the fact that Lexa killed um, her loved one or whoever that person was. Um, so is that also why she, I, I don't know. So, so I'm not think... sure why that person is mad at Clark specifically. I hope we get to see some of the grounder perspectives and what they were aware of, of what happened in the city of light, who did what in there. And then like how it was ended, because I, I read that scene as Lexa killed that dude and he died in the physical world and she killed him in to protect, um, to protect uh, Clark and Clark's mission. So it's, it's, it's Clark's fault basically. Right. Um, That's one of the interpretations. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, I think I think that brings up a very interesting uh, quandary that we have right now. That that the premiere didn't answer for us was we kind of underst- we kind of understand like the perspective of people that were very close to in the show, like Marcus and Abby, and and what their experience was in the City of Light. I mean, e- even then, we don't have a very clear view. But with Grounders, we we have no idea. Like Joe asked, do do they all know that um, she pulled the lever and and destroyed the City of Light? Did was Allie communicating some of this information near the end to everybody within the City of Light? Um, I mean, if Allie really wanted to fuck Clark over, she could have just said, "Hey, everybody, the world's going to end in six months, and um, yeah. Clark could save you, but she's not going to." Bam, and then really, I don't feel like we're gonna learn much. I, I'm not. No, I think I think we're gonna really my hopes away. Up. Away from you think so? Yeah. Well, I don't. I okay. So we've got we've got this mysterious alien character. I don't know how you say his name. Um, that that did some things in the City of Light. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there, we are going to see some of the the fallout from at least one character. So maybe he will be that perspective character that we need. And um, it's also interesting, like how they feel again in terms of responsibility, because on the one hand they're like, like Jasper is like, can I plead the chip? (laughs) Um, you know, and they're like, kind of, they, they, they don't blame each other for anything they did in the city of light. On the other hand, um, Marcus says to Jaha, like, we've all done it or, you know, so I don't know. That that was some bullshit. That That was some absolute bullshit. It is your fucking fault, Jaha. (laughs) It is entirely your fault. All of this. All of yeah. it, you so and your stupid this goatee. This brings me back to this question, <laughs> this very important question. So we can see how grounders, they re- don't really distinguish between different types of Sky Crew, right? They don't right. say things like, well, that was Jaha who did all of this, or this was Farm Station. Um, they, they just think Sky Crew. Sky Crew brought the key. Sky Crew massacred the army. Sky Crew, all of it is just Sky Crew, right? Yeah. Uh, they don't distinguish between Alpha Station and Farm Station and Jaha right. doing his they? thing, you know. Um, so, I, but on the other hand, we, we expect Sky Crew to, to differentiate between different types of grounders, right? So, 
to what extent do you think that each side should uh, differentiate? And you know, like there's you can be you can differentiate as as fine grained as person, right? You can say, well, this was Jaha. This is not on Sky Crew. This is just Jaha that did this, yeah. right? Um, I mean, but but here's here's the thing. Like we can say that though. I think from from a from a grounder perspective. They didn't see one dude show up. They saw everyone that he had chipped um, from Arcadia come on mm-hmm. in and take over the city. So from their perspective, it was all Sky Crew. And I think that that's fair for the grounders to see. Um, but Kane should know better. Like, Kane yeah, giving, Kane definitely know better. Kane giving Jaha a pass was some bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm not even talking about Kane. I'm just saying, like, from this is a question that I've always wondered about. And we talked about this a little bit in the past, I think. Um like to what extent do you expect people to differentiate right um and should it be mutual or or does one side have more you know so it's just it's just that question because we always said like look uh asgeta is different from tree crew on the other hand they they have a coalition and they all you know agree with, with each other on most things so they are kind of or you know and then there's like well they are different but so there's always this question of uh, to what extent is differentiation justified, right? Um, well, I think I think one of the biggest things with the show is that that every life on Earth was kind of okay. I mean, they had their known their known threats like Mount Weather and all that shit, and of course, you know, the the clans always kind of jostling for power. But once Sky Crew fell to Earth, things went to shit. <laughs> like they're I don't only. Know. I, I feel like they were the the idea was that they were killing each other before uh they were just... but i mean that was a controlled chaos you could kind of ex- you kind of had an expectation of what what was going to happen in your day um skyker comes to earth and, and the only th- good thing that happens <laughs> is is they destroy mount weather but they bring a whole bunch of shit with them um so you know ali of course is an, an outside actor i mean ali could have perhaps spread her chip using a grounder as well, well. so yeah that's that's a great point and that's exactly my point is these people show up and all of a sudden we're having all these problems. So So um, you blame the people who show up for these problems. I mean it's it's pretty it's I think it's playing that's out. That's a live question that we're dealing with today and and I want yeah. to I want to really con, you know think about this like to what extent is differentiation justified? Can you say, well, I'm just going to blame it on the individual? Uh, but then, you know, is that right? Because it seems like, no, there is a correlation. Like, everywhere these people go, <laughs> um, <laughs> Bad something happens. happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you I know, do. Uh, is this like, is this on Jaha or I... should we just say, look, the Jaha or not Jaha, only people who are technologically advanced could have done this. And this is Sky Crew. So it's only people, like, or it's either Mount Weather or it's Sky Crew. I um, think, I think can it's. Do this kind of thing uniquely, I mean, there's no way that they're going to be able to convince the grounders that it was this one guy because like, that's not what they saw. That's not how their society works. Yeah. Um, That's not, they're not, that's not their experience. Like if, if a grounder showed up and was like into their own village and was like, Hey, I've got this like Kool-Aid or whatever, like much like, uh, uh, echo just like slit that woman's throat. Like, I feel like the savagery of the grounders would sort of like, 
prevent that sort of fuckery from happening. Um, but the fact that Sky Crew is, you know, quote unquote, you know, sophisticated and civilized um, meant that Jaha was able to get his like crazy goatee in the door and, you know, <laughs> convert a bunch of people um, where well, I think they that know that- they know how you act under the chip and they know that all these people were chipped already by the time they got there. And so the, yeah. the point is Jaha is the one who brought the chip. But they don't but blame they, don't blame all of the Sky Crew. It's just this guy went off on his own with you know twelve people, but they the, all died. The, the, the and thing is, the, the random everyday grounder isn't going to know that. Yeah, you know. It, but I that's would, my point. Grounder, is there, is it their duty to, to know that? Is it their responsibility to make that differentiation? I mean, well, it would not, be lovely, but I don't think yeah, that, I, that, I, I think that's that. expecting too much from your from your you know, red shirts and general extras, um, yeah. you know, in a society. Uh, Cause you know, if you look at, <laughs> if, if you look at our society today, um, you know, the, the people who, who, who vote uh, aren't necessarily bound to be educated about what they're voting on. Um, so we have, you know, to say that all grounders should educate themselves on the exact, you know, issues of this, of this entire clusterfuck. I mean, sure, that'd be great if we could be like, hey, this one dude fucked up. Clearly it wasn't all of Arcadia or all of Sky Crew. Um, but but to to put the onus on those people and to expect that they give enough of fucks to to want the truth, it's much easier just to blame an entire group of people. And I think yeah. that that, you know, it says something about humanity. Um, I, I think it would be weird if an entire group of these, you know, very savage people, um, quote unquote savage, I'll put that, I'll say that, uh, you know, we're like, actually, no, we totally get it. Uh, you know, it was just, it was this one guy. We're, we're cool. Um, so uh, we're back at this. You're not holding him to the same standards then. You're saying uh, that they get, a, they get away with, uh, you know, typecasting a whole group of people, an entire civilization of people. Um, they don't. They don't get not... away with it. They just do it. I mean, we're not. We're not letting them off the hook. It's just something that exists. Mm-hmm. But my question was, yeah, it, was it also doesn't question. help that like, it also doesn't help that that Sky Crew kind of is hanging with Jaha again. Yeah, um, the fact that Sky Crew didn't like come <laughs> down and just kill him immediately. I think that that would have gone a lot farther with the grounders. Yeah, to be so, like this motherfucker and like cut his head off. Yeah, and then, that, you know. To, now, to so me, do you think if they tell them if if they tell them they're going to die in six months, do you think they're going to some of them are going to be like, well, then I want to go back to the city of light. I don't know if I don't I don't know. We but we need to we need to kind of move past our. our we already city like of light covered question. like a bunch of different. Yeah, points. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, your your points maybe. But we, we haven't even gotten to talk about Rowan and Echo. Um, I mean, they oh played very prominent roles in the in the premiere. And I think I, Joe, I think you you made a point to me uh, previous that they they kind of went from zero to sixty on on making you care about Echo. Um, yeah, yeah, just like with some very simple. Echo was such a slow burn. It was like yeah, where she, she was showed like, up in this season weird- two. <laughs> like, and then she shows up in season three. Yeah, she's still like, available like, hey, for I season pop four. Up every- yeah, yeah, right. Like, still around. I've got you know no plans, but she would just kind of <laughs> pop up periodically, and you're like, all right, whatever. 
Um, but I think, I think what sort of surprised me, and I know that like in talking with other people that like, that was actually a complaint is that they didn't want to see so much echo because she's this, you know, fourth tier character, um, taking away from a lot of, of, of screen time, you know, in the, in the premiere. But I would, I would argue that I don't think we're going to see as much of her necessarily. Like her point was to like, get all of these wheels moving, um, you know, in the premiere. And I was just impressed I was impressed um, uh, with sort of the way the character sort of came out and was not, it didn't, she didn't feel fourth tier. She felt, you know, like a, like a fucking principal character in this, in this episode. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, given the role that her character had. Yeah. So I'm just, sorry, I'm taking notes. Um, So the thing I really liked about, I think this goes back to the point I made about how the how a lot of stuff happened in this episode, but a lot of it was character work, and it, it felt like it was stitching a lot of things together. They 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 filled out Echo as as a as a character, and we understood now what she was. She's an royal guard, which also they also seem to um, operate she's like as a spies. Spy assassin. Yeah, and that's why she's unmarked; that she has no scarves on her face, so she could pass well, as any other. Isn't that counterproductive? Doesn't that mean she's very easy to distinguish because she has no scars? Well, if she's if she's she doesn't have Asgeta. she doesn't have as Geta scars. That's that's the point. She doesn't have. Um, yeah, so people are like, "Oh, that's a spy because it's not Mark." <laughs> that's kind of a good point. Every other ground, she's got like all the white face paint on. She's like, "What? What?" That's like exact. That's the exact opposite intent of what you want to achieve. But I mean, like she could be like, "Oh, I'm from Flow Crew," or that's a whatever. Well, but here, so this this still gets into my well actually though of like, how is it that every single group has the same accent and speaks uh, Tridilus thing like in the exact same way? Um, you don't know. You know. How do you know that? Like, if a bunch of different you know dialects I mean, of Chinese well, are spoken, sp- can you tell? If she's a spy, then like presumably she would be able to like do accents. But so far, we haven't heard any sort of differing accents. Um, at least when people I'm are just speaking saying, English, to you it all sounds the same. But oh, they, but they to, might... to their trained ears, yeah, they might be different. Hot no, I think these, these actors just mispronounce <laughs> trigger the slang all over the place. And, um, <laughs> They're like, uh, "Fuck it, close enough." Yeah, David J. Peterson said that it actually kind of introduces this natural. Uh, distribution because people do speak differently um so he was like yeah maybe it's it's okay i tell them what the pronunciation pronunciation is supposed to be but then they kind of botch it yeah well i mean he writes it out phonetically for them and it's it's up to the actors to actually be able to read and pronounce words um correctly so but yeah which only on this podcast you get hot accent talk guys um so (laughs) so so the other thing that so, so Joe, you you mentioned that some people were like, "Oh, she's just taking screen time away from the other characters." I I want to see more Echo because I think she brought into the whole. I think she brought the 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 power dynamic back into the forefront of you know, um, uneasy or, or or what is it? Heavy lies the head that wears the crown or whatever. That the saying is that like, whomever is in power. It, in Polis, whether it's the commander or King Rowan, that position it's is... It's fucking tenuous. It's one of, yeah, it's one of the most vulnerable and tenuous positions, and it all has to do with how weak or strong you look, whether that's a perception or whether that's reality. Um, so 
I think it's really interesting. I don't I don't know what Echo's Endgame is. Um, I wrote Besides this in my Echo? Yeah, well, obviously, besides getting with Bellamy, because she wants Here's the, the thing. D. Here's the thing. I, I don't agree with you that, that Bellamy and Echo is endgame, but I would it's not a be joke. opposed. Every, and, Jesus I might, Christ, and I might even clap if, they, if there's some angry sex. I feel like if there's, there's some, some angry sex, it unresolved. will be glorious. Angry sex will be <laughs> glorious. But my, be- my, Becco, my Becco ship is, is, I started as a joke, but if, you, if everybody keeps banging on me about that, that's never going to happen, that Bell Arc is the thing, blah, blah, blah. I am going to seriously dedicate myself to this ship. I will, like, be the, the number one Becco shipper in all oh, the world. So, so you're looking forward to a bunch of trolls hitting up our fucking, our, our Twitter again. Is bring really, it, shippers. That was Look, actually really fun. That was a fun day dealing with bring, trolls. Bring it, shippers. I don't care. Bring it. I will take Because you're just a sad old woman watching a teenage show. Yeah, that's that's a thing. That's what, like, that's what the kids like to tell me, that because <laughs> I'm a specific age, I am now outside of the gated community of things that are cool. You shouldn't like Fuck it. Fuck all y'all ageists out there who think that once you hit a certain age, you can't like things like comic books or video games or specific TV shows that air on the CW. Fuck all y'all. Age is, is just how old your physical body is it has nothing to do with your mental and emotional state, obviously. Thanks for the um, PSA, Jen. They, I, I gotta have at least one PSA each, um, each podcast. So, going back to Echo, like, yeah. I don't know if she... I don't she's kind of clever in that she kind of brings up some some mommy issues with Roan. Um I don't know if she's she's playing him or if she's going to be uh loyal to him as a as a royal guard you would assume that that's kind of her station but I get this feeling that if I think she's loyal to Asgeta. I think well, she's the whole, yeah and whoever you think we can trust each powerful. other again thing is foreshadowing obviously, right? So the, the, there's going to be a time when they do trust each other. Um, I think is, is trust a, a euphemism? Is that I think trust is a euphemism for the sex, <laughs> and I'm all for it. Becco's endgame, Balark is completely platonic, and Clexa uh, Clexa was Clexa was that the conversation best ship on the where ship, she's like, <laughs> I she's like, I want to talk. <laughs> I pissed everyone off. Um, no, I think I think Shahini, you're right with Bellamy. That was that was huge f- sh- foreshadowing. I think they are gonna have to work together in the future again. Mm-hmm. I just don't like, is it in regards to Roan, is she going to be like loyal to her clan and loyal to the person who has the most power in the clan? And if that happens to be a random war chief, because Rowan has made a bad decision, I- I- is she going to turn on him? Like, I don't, I don't know what, well, what her deal yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, I think that she is very fanatic about their clan but uh, that also means that she, she's going to respect all the hierarchy structures um, that have been established in the plan, in the clan traditionally. Yeah. So she's not going to talk back to the king, uh, I don't think. So, so but okay. She, so she still he, disagrees with the king. Uh, so you think she's, she's, she's going to be she's going to be more like a counselor for him, uh, and will remain loyal. Yeah, like a all begrudging right, so, begrudging counselor, kind of like Titus for Lexa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I kind of get the feeling that I guess just because of her past behavior in regards to Sky Crew, I get the feeling that she could she could jump ship to a war chief that shows a little bit more power and initiative. I hope that doesn't happen because I like her as a character and I want her to make good. Um, and in regards to Rowan, 
guys, how great an addition to the the full time cast is Zach McGowan? He's great, but I was still. I feel like Echo was more commanding. Like I thought that she was a better presence. Um, he felt he felt a little flat in this episode to me, but that just could just be because like he's supposed to be very serious and quiet. And could it could it also be that crown looked kind of goofy? <laughs> and maybe he was shot and like, oh yeah, no, it's cool. There was just a bullet cutting off the oxygen to your brain for three hours, but it's cool. You can just get up, you know, and start coughing when it's when it's important. Um, and you know, the Doctor Griffins are about to be killed, but you know, yeah. take your time. Like, I guess that's it's part of our well. Weird actions. how this the the whole power structure works because it wasn't clear like at one point Ron's like I'm scared of the mobs and you know I gotta kill you because you know I can't control them and then the next moment he's like oh I got the flame never mind uh you know and everyone's quiet now like how it, it it's just weird how quickly they change for something like I don't understand the weight of the weight of the fact that he holds the flame, um, that people are just like, oh, okay, now we're gonna let the sky crew go. I think uh, I, I think it's, it's because the flame so is such an important. I feel such like an that's one of the symbol. reasons. Sorry, I just feel like that's one of the reasons Ron's character was kind of because it wasn't clear how uh, strong he is or how you know in charge he is. Because at some at, at in certain points it was like, man, he he. It's gonna lose it, or he thought he was gonna lose it, um, but then you know, it looks like all he has to do is just tell people this is what he's gonna do, and everyone listens. So I don't know. It's it's it. Yeah. Well, it seems like the flame itself is is a key to power in that society. Yeah. Until it isn't. Until they like, if you're a com- if you're a commander and deemed weak, they can they can just pretty much kill you and and make a new. Uh, commander ascend but i i mean I, I think the flame is is the most important thing there um it was like either clark's head or the flame you go, you have to have <laughs> either one of those things yeah to, i mean both 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 equal in power one's a little bit more more um convenient to carry around with you um <laughs> so yeah so i'm i i think zach is i i love the character of roan i think he makes a great foil for for clark um they have this weird chemistry together, and I don't, I don't exactly know what, what Roan's deal is, what his endgame is, what he cares about, um, or why he trusts Clark as much as he does. Because obviously his life hangs in the balance, and Rando Clan, the Sky Crew, it poses a huge threat to him. So I, I just, why? I just don't understand like why he's always kind of listening to Clark and giving her the benefit of the doubt. And I hope we kind of understand, get to understand that dynamic a little bit better because I think it's I think it's fairly fun to watch and it's very fascinating. Well, so what it is is he knows that Clark is close to Bellamy, and you can't get with someone and still be fighting with their best friends. Yeah. And so really, it's all a ploy for him it's to get close snugly with Bellamy. This is I'm calling it. Yeah. So basically, our biggest ship. Brown. If it's not Brown, is is Bellamy and Rowan, and if you are not down with Bellamy and Rowan doing the dirty, then you I just then not listen to our podcast. Just just, just turn it off now. Um, <laughs> Where were we? They don't, they quick. barely even have a scene together. Bellamy I know. I think this is the slow burn, though. 
guys. I, th- I thought about that this morning. I'm like, how are they going to get Brown together if they're like never in a scene together? I'm like, this is the slowest of slow burns. This is going to be the best sex on screen ever. So wait for it, guys. It's going to be worth it. Um, real quick, when we're uh, let's let's talk about um, let's talk about what I think is one of the key and pivotal scenes that kind of band aids some of 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 what happened last year. Well, not what happened last year. Nothing is going to ever band aid that, but but helps acknowledge Lex's importance to Clark and. Um, when uh, just that that little scene in in the uh, in the prison cell where where Abby, being wonderful, notices that that there's this look on Clark that she's seen before, probably with Jake um, after his death. And you mean not Finn? I thought it was Finn. Finn? Yeah. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't recall that. Are you guys talking about a different show? Oh, the Finn hate is real. Um, but no, I mean, it's, it's just like, fun at this point. Yeah, it's it's it, I love taking taking Finn to task. Um, but I mean, it's just basically like Clark just says, I loved her mom and and uh, Abby just saying, I know it was such a great scene. And then they have that moment and then it cuts to Kane and Bellamy. And there are certain people who will read Bellamy's reaction as jealousy and that's just pure shipper nonsense that's just you you're reading into it what you want to read into it and not understanding that everybody in that room has lost somebody very important to them bellamy lost gina um uh kane has lost people he he also had a friendship with lexa and he lost lexa as well right like Kane Abby and lost lexa jake were like bros. yeah i mean they 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 understood each other as, as leaders and had the simpatico as far as what they both had envisioned for their people so this is a moment that's not about this is a very intimate moment that we needed for Clark to acknowledge and Octavia was there as well but they didn't cut to her she was at the the very beginning of the scene um well one so- thing that I want to say about Bellamy like obviously the fact that every time Clark says something about Lexa or looks at the flame they you, you get a shot of Bellamy right uh, that means to me that they're kind of keeping it open for the shippers um at least there's no reason we have to cut to bellamy but uh, but here's well, the question. it doesn't always cut it doesn't like, always Clark's- cut to bellamy i think I, I do think it is a very deliberate um sh- it is kind of sometimes deliberate shipper bait and i i don't necessarily it, it depends on where they intend to go with that relationship if they tend to end it romantically at some point I can understand them kind of building to it, but if they're just doing it now to toss the shippers a bone, fucking stop it, writers and directors, because it's just, you're just pandering at that point. Well, because it's like, let's say, let's say hypothetically that uh, Bellamy was a, was, was a sworn homosexual, um, was not interested in Clark and that they're just best friends. It would still make sense to cut to him because they're best friends and like he gives a shit about her. I, I mean, guess. But you know this but, thing, but, like, look, I mean, maybe this is a guy thing. Maybe, you know, you need a guy perspective. Like, there's uh, sometimes... Mansplaining. Mansplaining. Take a sip well, of your Chardonnay and tell us, Shaheen. No, but uh, but I think I, I always thought girls do this, too. Like, um, well, you know, sometimes you just have a friend who you're not really, don't really want to date them. You know, or anything. You just want to see what they look like naked, just like once or twice. It's just like when you see her or him with, you know, flirting with someone else. It's just kind of like, yeah, I wanted like 
be aware of every instance of that happening and record it on my calendar. I don't want to date her, but I kind of <laughs> this really... This is a weird confession, Shaheen. <laughs> <laughs> This is what stalking is, basically. Yeah, Shaheen with his day planner <laughs> fucking... No, but you know what I mean, right? So yeah, no, no, I totally get that. Like, a weird yeah. little, like, friend jealousy, but you're kind of like, I don't actually want that, but, like, you don't yeah. want some... You don't want to be forgotten. You, gotta, you don't want to be left behind. You, Yeah, but you got to leave that... You got to leave the door open a little bit, um, you know... It's it's one of those weird things, and then it's also kind of the the thing where we're con- we're conditioned be- because of what we're constantly told and shown through the media that a man and a woman are unable to be friends without there being sexual attention um, involved. I would just like to point out, however, that we started talking about Clark's relationship with her mother as well as Clark's relationship with Lexa, and we're, we ended up talking about Bellamy. So you know, bad feminist moment. Um, on this, this podcast. So, so I guess this isn't a good um, Bechdel test thing or whatever. It was not. I, I'm just, I, come I on, just guys. Want... Are we allowed to move on to guys, or is it always going to be? No, it's just always going to be women. We're we're cutting all the guys out of the show now, except for Rowan and Kane, for for reasons. Because reasons. Because, <laughs> because bearded. Reasons. Because bearded, long haired reasons. And and dumb abs. <laughs> <laughs> um. Good, good point, Joe. Um, but I just, I kind of wanted just to bring bring attention to that because I wanted no, to, to say that I did not read that scene as jealousy. I read it as everyone in that room, all the main characters in that room had had lost somebody, and it was very, I think, so vitally important for Clark to finally acknowledge that relationship occurred and did it in front of her 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 friends her people, and family like all of her people yeah because because nobody had a conversation fucking last last uh season we we had issues with that so um i i love that scene i also love the scene where she she handed over the the flame to rowan um and whether or not he understands the significance of that moment for her i think the i think probably he might have an inkling i i just don't know if like he's you know in on the the gossip in the polis tower i um, feel like he's a a he's a pretty perceptive guy like i think that they definitely sort of figured that out uh like sort of set him up as somebody who like kind of watches and and understands things he knows things um and then also i mean he left a knife for clark to kill lexa uh you know he set that up and clark didn't kill lexa um and so i think that he was probably at least figured out that you know there was more to them than you know strictly profesh yeah all right so what else did you guys want to discuss about Polis before we move on to Arcadia? Forgiveness. Can we take a break? <laughs> oh, so somebody has to, to go seal. potty. Okay, so guys. I I'm have gonna... to potty too. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back in a sec. Thank you. Fuck, I'm drunk. God damn it. <laughs> okay, everybody, we're back from break. <laughs> oh, I feel <laughs> and awful. And drunk. <laughs> So we wanted to touch on one last thing before we move on to Arcadia. So you want to talk uh, about, in regards to the storyline of Pulse, you want to talk about forgiveness. Yeah, because I feel like that's going to be kind of, at least for this episode, it was kind of a big theme. Um, And even in some ways, like, I guess, having to do with with Arcadia, but that fuck, well, first of all, Murphy does not forgive Jaha, which I think, thank God Murphy stayed, like, his character and was like, fuck you. 
This is your fault. <laughs> like Murphy being at all of us, it is your fucking fault, Jaha. Um, I mean, but that's Murphy a, hated Jaha even before to begin all with, of this yeah. happened. So it, yeah, it, Jaha yeah, expecting Murphy to help clean up bodies was was a poor choice on Jaha. But but the the wordless <laughs> so hug, stupid. the wordless hug between uh, Indra and Kane was. I have a, I have a dead heart inside, but this this like sparked it just a tiny bit. It was like just a tiny piece of of of, of flint and tinder, um, and it was just it was just so nice. I lived for that hug. Their friendship is like really really nice and sweet for as, and it sort of like reverses it and sort of like flips flips it on its head. Whereas Indra is sort of this like very quiet, very stoic, very um, you know reserved character. Uh, and and Kane is the one with all the feelings, which is kind of the opposite of what you'd expect between sort of like male and female um, dynamics, uh, at least how they're usually presented. Um, uh-huh. But for for Indra to just be like, shh, shh, don't don't say a word, my my precious baby Kane. Let's just let's just hug it out. Um, was just really beautiful. And so like, here's the thing: I, I understand. I think I understand why Indra is so tight with Kane. Okay. But since when is Indra? Since when does Indra care about Lincoln so much? Because when she came down from from the cross, the first thing she wanted to make sure was that Allie was gone and that Pike was gone. Yeah. And it sounded like the reason... Well, I guess Pike attacked her army too, so yeah. Well, I, but I think... they just made she, it sound like... Yeah. She's always... it's They made it apparent that she always has had a soft spot in her heart for for Lincoln. Um I just... I, I think that, that that's just who really? Indra is. She has like these... It look like it in season two. No, I mean she she let him she let him go in the end, um, and gave him that opportunity to to cut himself free and go back to Octavia. Um, so I think she has a soft spot for for certain people in that world, and that that's so that's what I love about Indra so much is that she's so hardcore. She's, she's got such a lot a of badass. depth, though. Like, yeah, she does have a lot of depth, and she's you know, Adina Poor plays her, you know. Great. I mean, I, I, I so many good things happened in that in that um, in this episode, including the I loved her mom conversation between Clark and Abby that I've wanted for so long. But I think this hug might be my most favorite moment of the whole episode. I just I just live for that little Kendra hug. It was it was yeah. it was really nice. I also lived for the look that Abby gave Octavia after she realized that Octavia straight up like <laughs> bloody murdered like fourteen people and was like, "Oh, you're a fucked up child." Like it was sort of a moment where you like like walk in on a kid like masturbating while watching really dark porn, and you're like, "Ooh, no," um, you know, like where it was just you um, really didn't you know her baby is not a baby anymore because you know she's mom Abby to everyone. Well, um, that was an awkward comparison. What? <sighs> Your masturbation to dark porn type thing. But uh, Octavia's Octavia's journey this year is going to be fun to watch. I can't I can't wait to see where she kind of diverges from from Kane and the rest of Sky Crew because right now she's on board with whatever they're doing. But yeah, obviously, at she's some gonna point, like, she's going to go rogue. Noise. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the, the storyline in Arcadia and let me switch over to the run sheet real quick and give you guys a summary of what happened. So, um, back at Arcadia, it's all happy fun times with Monty Meanwhile. and Harper. Yeah. Making sex eyes at one another. Oh my God. Uh, Ra- right. Ravens fixing stuff. God, you're so drunk. And Jasper's about to commit suicide. 
Uh, Clark ruins those happy, happy fun times when she lets Raven in on Allie's secret. And then Raven ruins everyone else's fun by telling Harper, Monty, and Jasper the news about the nuclear meltdowns. Um, so we, we, we didn't have a ton of shit going down at, at, uh, at Arcadia, but one, one particular thing was really heavy and dark, and that was Jasper's intent to commit suicide. Which, I, I mean, God. super dark and all that, but, like, I think it was a really interesting, the way that they showed it, the way that they showed his preparation for it, I think was a really, uh, gave a lot of, um, sort of weight to who he was as a character. Um, he put down plastic. He put down plastic as a way to, like, help his friends after they found his body. And I just, I found that detail to be very, um touching and sad and like beautiful like does that did I, did anyone else like notice that or did it like resonate with no, anyone what's, else what's no i know i noticed that it's so, it's to contain the splatter and yeah, the mess of your yeah. of your dead body because if, if you he got plastic sheeting but that's a separate issue um yeah um yeah probably i mean the ground or home depot probably for like fair. painting that's purposes fair. um i mean Lex yeah, is a lesbian so, i'm sure that there was a home depot <laughs> Uh, with the u-haul joint right now actually you know if we're gonna make a home depot joke it actually really makes sense that jasper didn't kill himself this second time around because every project that you have to go to home depot for takes at least three trips um so i'm gonna say third time's the charm (laughs) am i a terrible person i almost had hot leaf juice coming out of my nose thank you oh my god (laughs) you are horrible (laughs) well isn't it interesting that the only thing that Jasper needed to know in order to lose all motivation for committing suicide and just starting to have fun was that he was going to die in six months. I, I right? think, like, I, I don't... obviously, you know that you're going to die someday, right? And that's but, uh, throughout history, months... poets have used that as reason to argue that you should just start drinking and having fun right now. Because you're going to die one day anyway. And, you know, it's just uh, basically lack of foresight on your part <laughs> that, that you think anything in your life matters at all. Um, oh, God. Like, I can't tell if you'd be better suited as a romantic poet or a therapist. Either way, like, it, it, it would just... If Shaheen was my therapist, I would come out more depressed than I was going in. But you'd be like really like well self-aware and educated about it. You're like, no, I really actually deserve this misery. Thank you, Shaheen. (laughs) This is why we love drunk Shaheen. I mean, no, that's like a fair point. I think that the six months though, like that makes it like a manageable amount of time because I don't think that he wanted to kill himself. I don't think that he wants to die. I think that he doesn't want to be, to have just sort of an open-ended like expectation of pain. Um, And so I think what the six months does is it gives him, okay, you have six months to like do what needs to be done and like take care of business and like live a little and do whatever you need to do. But Hey, like you don't have to like worry about doing this forever. Like it's a manageable amount of time. It's a summer intern or, you know, like a half semester internship, you know? And, and also to go back to your point about how he kind of prepared for the suicide and put the the plastic down. um, The, the shock of finding his body would have been devastating for his friends. So this kind of, you know, he knows, this and takes, he knows that. 
Yeah, he knows that. I mean, th- that's why he did prepare, and that's why he wrote the note to, to uh, Monty. Um, you know, he's. He, I guess it's it's strange that he's kind of caretaking in his decision to not kill himself, as he was caretaking for his friends when he was preparing to kill himself. Um, I mean, obviously, suicide is horrible for for the the people left over, uh, regardless of whether or not you put the plastic down or not. Um, so I, I, I thought it was, I, I was glad that they kind of went back to the idea of Jasper committing suicide because he was supposed to at the end of last season. Um, that was an alternate ending and they deemed it too dark for this show. Um, and I think uh, the three of us were like, well, he should have killed himself. Now I'm kind of, I have renewed interest in Jasper because I want to see what his journey is. Um, now he, that he's kind of post contemplating suicide and into that, um, that space where Shaheen talked about where just have fun and drink and do whatever. You don't have to like be burdened with the worries of the world anymore because you've got a, you've got a hard stop on your life in six months. So that was, uh, I thought that was a, I thought it was a poignant part. And, and I think the most, obviously the most important part to what happened in Arcadia. Um, I feel like Jasper needs to have sex. Like, this is kind of my takeaway with all of this. <laughs> like, I'm just oh thinking about it. I'm thinking about, like, how, like, Monty is like, yeah. Just stereotyping and like, guys that yeah. whenever they're depressed, it's just because they don't have sex. No, I just think you, of people who especially need it, Jasper is one of them. Um, <laughs> Note I think, to Joe, please don't be I a think sex with Raven volunteer. right now would be super weird. Because um, you don't know if you're getting Allie or Raven. I think it would be kind of weird. Um I think. Wait, you want Jasper to have sex with Raven? No, 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 want- no, God, no! Like I, he could not handle her. Like, well, then, then why did you bring? Raven then who? Uh, no, because I'm just saying, like, of the people at Arcadia right now, there are four people, but Jasper and Raven should not be the ones to have sex. Like yeah. that, 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 that's not who he should have sex with. But I feel like I feel like he's been like burned like a couple of times, and like it's just sent him into kind of a depression, like a re- a reject depression, and uh, you know. Jasper needs to get laid. I just I think he's. I think he's a virgin. Do you guys think he's a virgin? I think so because I think it was definitely a beggars can't be choosers moment, or like a choosy beggars moment when he like talks shit about Harper being low hanging fruit. Um, yeah. I think that that was definitely like a choosy beggars thing of like somebody who like <laughs> only watches only watches porn and thinks that they are like an expert and will only date a ten. And you're like, buddy, hey. <laughs> yeah, he got let's a little just, bit too big for his let's, britches Let's there. temper our expectations just a minute. Um, anyway, what were we talking about? We were ta- Well, we were trying to discuss Jasper's suicide attempt, but then you made it all about him needing sex. So, notes to everybody, Joe would make a horrible crisis line volunteer. So I'm or not excellent. I'm considering ending my life. Well, have you thought about having sex instead? When or was just- the last time you got laid? <laughs> so let me let me ask you a personal Dude, question. I got, I got broken glass here. What? Uh, no. How do you have broken glass? Oh, I was just being the suicide guy. Oh, I thought I thought you had shattered your Chardonnay glass or something like that. Yeah, that would be so, the image, right? Yeah. Sad, sad man found alone in apartment with a broken bottle of Chardonnay. <laughs> Yeah, and then they come in as suicide. Yeah, no, but did you put newspaper down first? Uh, yeah, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Fuck whoever <laughs> finds me. 
I, I'm killing myself because I don't give a fuck about you guys. So why would I? Yeah. Why Obviously. would he make it easy to clean That's up? That's how you like, know Jasper was He's not going to leave the, the Formula 409 out and a sponge. All right, um, so what are we talking about with Arcadia? So the other thing I really so liked about... So I want to... I, I have a prediction oh, oh. about Jasper. Okay. <laughs> While this we're is, on this that is, topic. This is interesting, Shaheen. When I read this on the run sheet, um, I don't know if there, anything's going to come of it, but tell us what you're thinking. Oh, wow. Well, I, just I think it was, it was pretty obvious because... Um, Jasper and Raven are talking, right? And Raven's like, how you doing? And whatever. And then Jasper is like, um, it's interesting that you, uh, it's weird that you can code, but you're not a coder. Uh, Ali must have upgraded your brain. Right. And then he says, I wish I wanna, uh, I wish I had an upgrade. I wish I got an upgrade. And then, uh, we saw in that trailer, that uh, Clark is telling Jasper somehow they need Jasper's help. And I've been thinking since ever since I saw the trailer, I was like, what is Jasper going to do? And, you know, the one thing that we know he's good at was chemistry. He was bragging about how he's good at chemistry in season one. So I thought maybe it's that. But then when I saw this episode, I thought, well, that... That makes it pretty obvious. He's going to get some kind of... He's going to realize that he has some kind of superpower in his brain. Uh, that Ali did upgrade his brain. Uh, and he's like, I don't care. I just want to party. And Clark is <laughs> like, no, dude, we need you. And, you know, so that's going to be... Yeah, I can drama. seriously... Yeah, it would be... I, I, I would... I would be interested to see if this comes to fruition because that's a, that is a very interesting... Um, so wait, so, she, so he's like Peter Parker now? Like, we have radiation, we have mutants, we have, like, leftover implants in his brain, and now he's, like, going to be Spider-Man? I mean, I'm in. I'm into it, but, like, what kind <laughs> yeah. of superpowers are we talking about? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know, maybe... Um... He is tall and gangly enough to be Spider-Man, so... Oh, mm. yeah. Maybe oh, well... his brain can pick up radio or something. That's an interesting theory. Uh, let's see if it pans out. Um, one, of the, one of the last things to kind of talk about. Connect to the uh, drones and, you know, read the drones. So he can, like... He can talk to the machines. Dun, and dun, he, dun, So dun, he dun, can dun. then see all the, the power plants, you know, uh, with the drone sur surveillance. Yeah, how the fuck did Ali decide, oh, my drones can reach everywhere. A drone cannot fly across the Pacific. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little are we, bit... Are we just hand-waving... Okay, so so here's 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 maybe what happened is that she sent a drone out somewhere in the, in North America close enough to find one of these reactors. Um, so she finds the reactor, puts two and two together about whatever program these reactors were built under, and and maybe does some research. I'm assuming that she has some um, some information at her fingertips, much like um, Raven did back uh, at Arcadia. You can see on her computer screens like. Um, uh, newspaper articles um, about this stuff. Like, newspapers exist in, in 2050. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, but, like, maybe Allie was like, okay, so all these nuclear reactors were kind of built under the same program that they had a 100-year uh, expiration date. And then she's like, maybe there was, like, I don't know, something else she could tap into. Maybe some sort of weather satellite or some something to figure out that all of them were melting down. 
Um, because she yeah, shows, I mean, she, she all shows she needed Clark, to do was figure out how many there were and, you know, roughly yeah, where they are. Because she showed Clark when Clark was in the city of light. So I, Allie has to have access to Wi-Fi. Oh yeah. That looked like definitely Wi-Fi like or something. Yeah. She's got access to Wi-Fi or something. Um, she's getting on, she's getting on the Twitter. She's on the net. Is this basically that old Sandra Bullock movie? This is exactly that old. Oh wait, is that a mid '90s movie? Did I did I meet my mid '90s movie quote, reference quota? Um, it, I it, it's probably late '95. Yes. Oh my um, gosh! Did the net even exist back then? I mean, barely. Do you remember the the sound of your dial up internet not letting you onto AOL? Um. Yes, I do remember. I remember getting on IRC and chatting. To people chatting ASL, it, what, what's what's your age, sex, and location? Sup? Yeah, um, talking to people uh, on the X Men boards about X Men comic you books back in college. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was styling and profiling back in the day, guys. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. So the last thing I want to kind of talk about in regards to to Arcadia, I don't know if you guys want to touch on anything else, but Raven. Um, I think she's going to be really important this season, obviously, because she's got her upgraded brain. She's one of the last STEM people left um, mm-hmm. with, you know, with Sinclair dead. And, and, you know, there might be some other smarty pants scientists like, somewhere else. Whatever. They kind of need to bring Wick back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, like I get that I'm the dude is fucking sure racist. Jason and the writers are like, man, this... Shit. Was not a good. If, <laughs> if only he wasn't racist on Twitter, God. right? Like, like, like now it, it would be. Now he'd just be accepted by like forty percent of America as a cool. Right, dude, of course, but, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's just it's it's really inclusive to include him yeah. again. But like, I mean, of characters where you're like, don't you kind of need to find that guy? It's kind of <laughs> like it's kind of like if Abby were like wandered away. And we were like, where the fuck is the doctor? Like, how do you just write her out of the story? But I mean, these are these are my concerns. I, I think I think there was a conversation at some point where Raven, you know, laid down some ground rules and it included like some kind of uh, some kind of what do you call it? Like a court order or something. Wait, what? Huh? You guys get you guys drunk or not? You guys drunk? She's this, like this is, you cannot exist in the same room as me. You know? Oh, kind of oh! Thing. When they broke up, like okay, <laughs> yeah. Court you order, can't sit court with order. us. Order, that's what you're saying. You, court order, yeah. What do you call that? A restraining order. A restraining order. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Can't be put a restraining so, order so, on, on Wick. Fifty so. yards away, he's working on how to save the world. We just aren't <laughs> privy to that because the cameras aren't allowed to follow him. Because yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. no, that makes sense. So, that makes so let me sense. get back to Raven really quick. You two drunk fucks, being hilarious. Um, Raven, get dressed. Meet me in engineering. Like we're all gonna die. So good. So good. That Raven has not met a door that she will ever knock. Apparently, um, right? But, but, um. Uh, the um the moment that you were That's talking a good about point, sh- Jen. <laughs> the moment Get it together, that you Jen. God. oh my god uh, <laughs> never 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 again y'all are fired um the moment where the moment that Shaheen that you talked about where she was she was talking to uh, Jasper and she was kind of checking in with him just to make sure to to see how he was yeah. doing um that moment right there I don't know why this kind of only dawned on me then it feels like Raven's kind of like the emotional center 
of this group of people. Which is weird because she's not emotional at all. Yeah, but she's but it seems like she's got this this almost mothering instinct with people to check in on them to see how they're doing to, to kind of be their emotional steward, um, and and I really enjoy that about her character. And I hope to see, you know once once everybody gets back in the same room, I hope to see more of that because I think uh, Raven needs to be a very prominent ha- needs to have a very prominent role in, in in season four. But also, I want I just want her interacting with Clark again. I want her interacting with Bellamy and and everybody else. I think it's it's really important. I, um, I disagree with your assessment that she oh. is sort of like the emotional anchor in this. Um, I think I think she's excuse me, God, fuck, drunk. Um, I think that she's doing whatever she can to not have to think about herself. And I think that while okay, that yeah. comes while that comes off as her giving a fuck about other people, which she absolutely does. Um, I do think it's it's a, it's compensating. It's 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 a coping mechanism because we did see her being like when she was alone, finally feeling the pain in her leg. And so I think yeah. as long as she keeps moving, as long as she keeps using her brain, as long as she keeps focusing on other people, she doesn't have to focus on herself. Okay, uh, agree to disagree. Um, we can <laughs> we can fist fight over this uh, okay, at fair. some other time, but that listeners is what we talk about when we don't always agree on the same things. We're uh, just usually, have a fist fight. That's fine. It's fine. Nobody brings a knife. Everything's cool. Yeah, but also listeners understand that not all opinions are created equal. Um, you know, just just because they're given equal time doesn't mean that they're uh, they're both right. Uh, are you calling uh, me wrong or? I'm Wait, just saying what's... that if, if, for instance, if you give, no, if, if you you're have not a f- just saying. <laughs> <laughs> if you have, if you have like uh, Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson on uh-huh. CNN talking about how the world is round, and you give equal time to a flat earther, well, that that uh, that's Dude, not correct. Have you heard of the concave earthers? Okay, moving on. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys! <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Well, if the flat earthers' argument is so bogus, what are you afraid of? I mean, everyone's going to hear it, and everyone's going to be like, yeah, that's bogus. Because people are staggeringly stupid in this country. So you're saying you understand better than everyone else what should be spoken, so you get to decide what should be talked about. Exactly. Thank you very much, Shaheen, for for validating me. All right. So cleared that up. All right, so let's move on real quick to our well actuallys. Our well actuallys are kind of the the kind of the glaring things, the plot holes, or the stuff that we don't understand, or the hand wavy science of this show that we love so much. So, guys, what are your well actuallys for uh, this premiere? Uh, I so only first really of ha- all, no, go ahead. <laughs> Yours are always Sorry. so amazing. <laughs> go Sorry, on. I just how did they get down? Like that was one of the things. <laughs> that at the end of last season it was emphasized that there's no way to get down and then this time and then they get down yeah they're just yeah i mean what happened in the elevator did they did the elevator still work or no that they blew up the elevator shaft did they blow it up or did they just kill the people they blew blew up up the elevator thingy yeah but i think they could still climb down the steps the stairs that were in the elevator i assume that there are there are more than there's more than one way up and down this fucking yeah it's a modern construction there were like ada rules there's like yeah i mean there's code like osha and shit like that like well 
though this is this is the future. This could be this could be the unregulated Trump future, oh, where you only so get one elevator up to the top of a building. And fuck it's you, it's a fantastic if there's a fire. elevator. It's the well, best they, elevator. They said <laughs> it's last tremendous. time, you know, in, uh, in the finale, they said that the the staircase is broken. The uh, they blew up the elevator. Staircase. And they yeah, uh, but who who cares? Who cares? Uh, well, that's the point, <laughs> the point of what actually. It's it's no like one, one it's like well, like one of the it's like one of those those hand wavy details that they're like ah trust us they get down. I love how Octavia though she's like the tryhard that actually scales down like repels down the outside of the building like Octavia Jesus Christ stop so being calm CrossFit calm Jesus. Down. Yeah, calm your tits, girl. Nothing wrong um, with CrossFit, Jen. Oh, and speaking of Octavia, like as someone who has mediocrely practiced various forms of martial arts and whatnot. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you don't don't become a, like, knee-slide, Achilles heel-cutting, fucking spear-throwing goddamn ninja in two months. Maybe Maybe if you show a proficiency for it, you do. Just because your experience is you're still a white belt after three years. Octavia is already the blackest of black belts. Like just because they had to put you in with the little kids? Is that a short joke? (laughs) No, that's a that's That's a chill joke. That's just you're shitty. It's irrelevant. (laughs) You're you're shitty. Yeah, you're shitty at uh, at uh, the most things. Karate. Yes. Yeah. Sorry Um, about that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved it. It was ridiculous. It was like kind of just one of those like just insane over the top bullshit nonsenseness that you get in like normal superhero shows, but it's sort of unusual to see in in the hundred because we try to quote unquote be grounded in this reality. Um, but for her to be like a fucking crazy badass ninja, ridiculous, but also I liked it. But if, yeah, I'm not gonna complain. No, but we're still gonna call out a well actually. I'm I'm all yeah. for. I'm fully committed to watching Octavia fuck shit up. Yeah, not gonna kick her out of bed for not understanding. I wouldn't kick her out of bed for many things, if we're being honest. (laughs) Oh, that's so gay. All right. Um, And, like, well, actually, does anyone really think that they're just gonna let Octavia off for killing the Chancellor? I mean, I think they should. Here's the thing. They tried so hard to hold on to like the 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 sort of sky crew notion of government. Um, and I think we saw that there were problems with that kind of rigidity um back when Kane had Abby shocklashed. And like you kind of saw it on his face of just like, fuck, what was I doing? I think I think that if they let Octavia off, they kind of accept that things are different down here. Um, you know, vengeance is a thing. And I don't think that, the, I mean, I know that we were all cheering her killing Pike and I know that, you know, yeah. there need to be consequences and stuff like that, but I don't know if now's the time to like do that. Um, we have bigger problems. Okay. Well, we'll like, see. I, I, I mean, I'm sure that maybe that's why she leaves. Maybe she's like, I'm not going to trial for this bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I think there's a. I think there might be some hand wavy. Let's just leave it in the past in order to move forward type stuff with that. But I right, just like, think who's going to be sad that that he that that she killed Pike? Who is actually going to be sad besides Kane being like, well, that's against the law. Well, his farm station loyalist, I, I think that perhaps might have have something um, 
to oh, so, say about so, it. But. So Brian, Brian is going to take on Octavia. All my money, all day on Octavia. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's wrap this up, guys. Um, unless you guys have is anything Shaheen else you want to discuss. Shaheen, are you still alive? I'm still alive. I feel like you Okay, good. Really Got to check quiet. in. Got to check in. Got to check in with Shaheen. See, the drunker that you guys get, like, the more I have to, like, really pull things along because y'all are just dead weight when you're no, drunk. No, I have been participating. I have been active. <laughs> I have been mostly on task. Mostly on task. <laughs> so, guys, the next episode, we'll be talking about um, the, the the episode in the the 100 episode in the week coming up. So that should be up next weekend. Um, and we usually just do a little little thing to uh, talk about some other TV shows that we recommend we watch. Now, Joe, let's be brief here because you'll wax and wane like for five minutes about point of person of interest. Uh-huh. And you've done that for like the past four shows. Okay, but we finally finished it. person of oh interest. My oh my God. Hold on. Hold. So... Of people who are like, I don't know if I want to watch this. They ask the, in the finale, they ask the identical question that the 100 asks, which is, if there's an AI that can improve human life and wants to, like, see human life, um, you know, perfected and, and run as smoothly as possible, is it worth it to turn over, you know, this kind of degree of autonomy um, for the promise of a better life for everyone overall. Like, they ask the exact same question that The 100 asks. So, again, fucking watch Person of Interest. And now I'm done with it, so I need a new show. Well, perhaps then you could could uh, catch up on some, some of the shows that I've been recommending. Uh, you need to catch up on The Magicians, uh-huh. uh, which has started its second season. You need to catch up with Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got some questions for you, Joe, uh, uh-huh. which need your gay eye. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to ship Supercorp all day long. Is that, is that the gay eye? It's more, it's more of a, a Kara Maggie, and mon uh, 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 exchange that had me. Look, uh, you can bash that ship all day long, but mon is a good character. I agree. I don't want to see them together. I see it, but I see it more of as like a brother, brother, sister thing. Well, there's an exchange between the two that I'm highly confused about, and I'm going to need your your help. My, uh, my gay eyes. unpacking. Yeah. Um, and I, the only other show that that started this season that kind of intrigues me, believe it or not, is Riverdale on the CW. Um, yeah. What the again, fuck is up with that? Is that another? It. I I don't know if it's good. It just intrigued me a little bit. It's like a retelling of the Archie story through a uh, uh, Twin Peaks lens. Um, Archie comics, by the way, like Archie and Jughead, Betty and Veronica. Um, it's not weird enough to be as Twin Peaksy as they want it to be, as and as they build it. But it's still the Betty and Veronica um, dynamic is really fun, um, where they're they're just basically saying uh, uh, hoes before bros. Um, which I think is really important because that dynamic has always been a love tri- triangle with Archie. So it's pretty cool. Well, so, maybe they'll I modernize know. it and Betty and Veronica can, uh, you know. Uh, well, they've already done that in the first episode. Wait, what? Uh, they macked. They macked out. It, it but was, was like, it like it, it was kind of like a like was it a, two straight girls making out. It was two straight girls making out, and they kind the show kind of called itself out on it, which is I think a really interesting and fun meta moment. 
Um, and then the other show that I haven't watched, but I it just I have to. I just have to is The Expanse on Sci-Fi. I'm just going to have to bear down and, and uh, start watching that because everyone who's who's into really good sci-fi on TV says it's it's some of the best, m- most serious sci-fi on TV right now. So, um, Shaheen, did you finish Westworld yet? No, I'm uh, <laughs> Jesus. I'm still at episode seven. God damn it, Dude. Shaheen. God, Shaheen, you've had like two weeks to finish the show. Um, it's- well, <laughs> I don't know if it's because I kind of lost track of what the fuck is going on. Or um, I didn't lose interest, but I was like, all right, I, it looks like I need to like rewatch or something. Because I don't even know who's with who anymore and who has what planned. I don't know what that guy... Uh, Ford is up to I don't know what any of the other ones are up to and, and now we don't even know who's a robot and who's a person so so um, how are you not addicted just, to this like how did that not just be like oh my god I, I need to watch like, all of this right now yeah yeah no, I'll, I'll just, go back to it <laughs> alright well as long as the, the, the only perfectionist show that- in me was like yeah the, the only show that that we care about you really watching is is the hundred because that's what we talk about here. And oh my god! Can you imagine Shaheen shows up next week? He's like, eh, I didn't watch it. Whatevs. <laughs> Whatevs. I, I generally know the themes though. Like, did somebody kill somebody else, and and it was because they had to make a hard was, decision? Was there or a something? moral gray area? No, no. It's just was there a moral gray area? Yes. All right. Good. Like that's that's the show. Did did yep. Bellamy and Clark have a conversation where they 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 debated on what to do? Good. I was there for it. I'm I'm there for it. All right. So (laughs) reminder, everybody, you can find us all on social media at May We Geek Again on Twitter and Facebook. And I hope you guys. um, And come visit us on Reddit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come come discuss all things 100 over on Reddit. It's like the safe space uh, on the Internet talking about the show. There's no there's no tomfoolery there. So uh, and and, yeah, there's a little like, like cannibalism. Is a bit, right, but it's bit not like it's not like there. it's not like Tumblr like STDs. Yeah, yeah, it's not like Tumblr STDs or Twitter cancer. It's it's sane people talking about real stuff in regards to the show. So check us out there, um, and I hope you guys come check out our next episode. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, especially if you're a new listener. So, um, Joe and Shaheen, may we geek again? Bye. Take it easy, guys.